Take two, welcome back to Cocktails and Comics. Andy, again, uh, I'm very not good at turning on soundboards. So, welcome back. It is Cocktails and Comics. It is I, Andy. Of course, I am here with my best friend, my co-host, my nerd bro, Migo. Alec, Alec, what's going on? <laughs> Fine. Good, good. It's good to see you, man. Um, I've no. been doing this too much. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it happens actually way too often. I might find a podcast, too. <laughs> um, no, was, like I said, it was a... Uh, I had a good weekend. Um, got to see... The crew uh, got a whole weekend of playoff football, which I'm super excited about. So, all in all, life's pretty damn good. I'm not not mad about it. Good, man. How good. about you, my friend? Um, everything's great, to be honest. We had a great weekend. Um, I have some stuff to tell you about on A&A, which I'm keeping a secret until then. Um, <gasps> it's some big boy stuff. But no, uh, we've... We had a great, we had our Friendsgiving, our Friends Miss. Sorry, I keep saying Friendsgiving. Uh, Friends Miss this weekend, which was a lot of fun. Um, I saw the movie Scream, uh, oh, which cool. was mediocre. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Scream. So all the hype that I've seen on Twitter. I mean, if yeah, you're a Scream fan, I think you'll like it. I saw some uh, <clears throat> funny tweets about the movie. Yeah. And, like, I got it from that. Yeah. It's just that movie's not made for me. That, that series isn't made for me. Like, I just. Oh, yeah. it's campy. Yeah, and just not for me. But it was like uh, the first modern day slasher that we had since yeah. an original slasher has come along. So right. anybody from the eighties, yeah, we haven't had a new guy. Yeah, no, I totally get you know? it. Yeah, and it actually pretty much uh, sums up kind of that. I thought it was a great character to excuse me introduce for our generation. So yeah, it's just it was never also for me. Yeah, I'm like oh, this guy watched it once. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't mind the first two, and then I was just like, okay, I'm over it. Couldn't you know? do it. Yeah. So, but whatever, you know. But otherwise, we are here to talk about something way better, way cooler. My favorite pasta, Boba <laughs> Fettuccine. <laughs> boba Ripped. That's what I call it. <laughs> boba <Yeah>. Ripped. <laughs> <laughs> or Boba Fit, because when we saw him last, it was in The Mandalorian Season 2. Uh very fat. <laughs> not very fat, but not he had some poundage. Good. Not looking good. Yeah, he had some poundage on him and everything. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, we get the the tip of the hat of, cool, we get to see Boba, and maybe he'll show up in, like, in other Star Wars shows that come out yeah. and, and whatever. And then to finally get the end credit to The Mandalorian Season 2. Which is basically just a teaser trailer. <clears throat> which for is just this. Yeah, uh, the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> and I mean, I remember us being so fucking excited because it was like we get to now explore this character that was thrown into a sarlacc pit accidentally, and now we get to see his story on Tatooine and what happens um, after you know after Jabba and now after Bib Fortuna. Uh, I was stoked, and I was like, this can't be bad. But again, I don't know what the storyline is going to be. Right. And with what they've given us so far, episodes one through three, have just been mind-blowing and exceptional beyond the point because it's so good. It's like a Godfather-esque story uh, or like a, a Tony Soprano type story mm-hmm. uh, mixed with, like again, the Wild West and um, – Oh, there was another. There was another thing I was going to say, but basically, you know, 
I just think the whole thing works and the direction they're going is phenomenal. Well, uh, I know we'll get there, but because um, we have the three episodes that happened, and a lot of people apparently are really upset about something in the third episode, and I'm like, just eat a dick, because Agreed. who cares? Um, so now they had to come out and say, oh, but you know, the payoff at the last finale of the se- uh, season, it's going to be, everything's going to, like, yeah. yeah, of course it is. Yeah. You didn't need to say that, because people are dickholes. Right. It's three episodes in. Yeah. And the first two were phenomenal. I never thought Mando was going to get where it got. (laughs) And Mando got where it got. Oh, yeah. And Mandalorian was just like the first, what, five episodes were just weird storyline. Like weird different storylines. And you're like, where's this going? Like not that I was upset with it, but I was kind of like, oh, this show's not going to hold a lot of water if it keeps doing this. And then it turned to be what? You know, it is now, which is one of the best shows on Disney Plus that they sh- they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, starting with this, I mean, first episode, we're not going to break down every little thing that happened. But to go through them of what we've been enjoying, the main story points and everything, uh, was basically we what we wanted out of the first episode happened. And we got to see Boba come out of the Starlight pit. Like right away. <laughs> Right away, they showed the 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 hideout ship, if you will, of Jabba, just mm. completely sunken and destroyed on the lip of it. And this thing is just chilling in the desert, and we're in there. <laughs> yeah, we are in there, yeah. like a giant vagina. Yeah, you see uh, a different clone trooper basically melting into the skin of oh, it. He's and done. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done. He's done. Uh, but to see Boba throw his flamethrower and and get out again, that's all we needed. That's all we've been asking for how many years. Again, I've never watched Park and, Parks and Rec, but I know the Patton Oswalt, uh, him talking to like the uh, city council. To Leslie. To yeah. Leslie, yeah. Saying, talking about Boba Fett yep. basically coming out of the ground yep. and everything. And that's exactly what he happened. He nailed it scene to scene. <clears throat> yeah, nailed he nailed it. Yeah. it. yeah. So I was like, that's awesome. I'm, I'm so happy to see that part and then see where this journey then goes. And, I mean, we basically hit right away of him getting taken prisoner by Tusken Raiders. Um, and after being, of course, obligatory, <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, whatever you want to say, robbed by the Jawas. Oh, yeah, definitely. Of course. Uh, which we know Cobb Vance ends up, you know, working with those Jawas and getting the armor back. Uh, so, again, nice little things that just tie in of how you know where everything went. Um but for him to get taken prisoner by Tuscan Raiders, I was like, oh, the people that if you and I have said for the last couple of weeks, which are the guys that just go oh, 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 and shoot at people like they're useless. They're, they're, they're useless just, characters. They're just, they're like just there. Bugs. <clears throat> they're a rodent. Right. They're, they're nobodies. And I thought it was cool that we got to see like children, Tuscan Raiders and them like growing up and training um, seeing their gaffy sticks. Again, I didn't know what those were until this show. Right. I didn't know it was called a gaffy stick. Um, so to see them like training themselves and, and Boba watching basically how they live their life. And being trained by them as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, while he's prisoner, but him to witness that was something we never got to witness. Right, which yes. was was crazy. And it gave a whole new life, and this this ep- or this show was given a whole new life to the Tuscan Raiders, 
which I thought was phenomenal. Well, they needed a pickup. Yeah. I didn't want them to be what we always thought they were, and just gross fucking Raiders. Right. Gross Raiders. Right. They see you, they get, get your shit, they're out. Mm. And, I mean, yeah, we get to definitely learn more about them, which I'm excited uh, for, but at this point, you're... <laughs> It's kind of an oddball to to, to to pick out too. Yeah. Out of out of anybody. I mean, <clears throat> tattooing in the desert, I get it, but mm. um, very cool yeah. to be able to pick the ra- uh, raiders and then give them form, mm. and give them purpose. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that, but then I like also the back and forth of seeing Boba now and then seeing how he's grown from the past. So just sticking to the past at this point, just so it's not we're not all over the place. Again, for him to. Uh, be captured and then try to make an escape, totally get fucked up. And then, you know, this kid, which was funny to me because it's like, this is Boba Fett. And a kid is holding his chains and like leading him into the desert with Greedo number two, uh, with this dog, this dog that will fucking eat the shit out of you. And like having them search for water and stuff, I thought was hilarious. Because I was just like, it's just this little child who's like, fucking do this shit, bitch. And my dog will eat you if you try to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a real thing. Yeah. So he had to get on his hands and knees. And dig for like, water. Do you want me to dig? And the kid's like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, fucking bitch. Yeah, right. Look at Greedo. <laughs> He's finding all the water and you're finding nothing. Yeah. Doesn't you're look becoming good. useless. Doesn't look good on the resume, man. <laughs> and... Uh, and then when they fall upon that Gordo-looking fucking thing that comes out of Sam. That was crazy. It was creepy. Crazy. It, yeah. it looked like, I don't know. It looked like Gordo with a longer body. It looked like Goro fucked a Rancor. Yeah, that would be, that's 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. Because that was, uh, <laughs> that was fucking gnarly. Yeah. And... For Boba to take that down just with chains was brutal. Nice little callback. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Back to the Java. Yeah. 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 Back to strangling uh, Java. Uh, But then severing its head and them coming back to the camp. And uh, I know we got a laugh out of like the kid is the one like holding the head and cheering everything. Telling his story that he, look what he did. Right. Yep. And uh, it was cool to see the chief then, you know, just, it was just that one scene of him handing water to Boba, being like, you protected this child, you protected one of us. Uh, now this feels like more freedom than being a prisoner at that point. <clears throat> so I thought that was really well done in, in their past story. And I enjoyed that whole section, because that was most of the first episode. Oh, yeah. Was that. Yep. Um, so to see them in a new light and have a sense of community and be these people who are living off the land and a native species, the Tatooine, um, next to the Jawas. Like that's, that's crazy to me. I never knew that. Yeah. Like I said, it was, uh, and it's cool though, because you know, Boba can usually get out of shit or has to fight his way out of stuff. Mm. At this point he had to literally earn the respect of some people for him to not really be a prisoner anymore. Right. And the Mandalorian, as we know, are very respectable people and uh, trained that way. They're all business. But 
right show it to them and they you get it back oh yeah it's, it's their word mm. basically at that point and they don't go against their word yep so it took them that little bit to realize okay i ain't getting out of this one this way you can't beat them join them yeah and learning even another lesson mm. as far back as we go yeah and as far as old as he was at the time let's say he's still not he doesn't know everything right and he's not good with everything right so very very cool yeah and i did love then all of a sudden coming to the present time of him kind of like claiming his throne and walking the streets of mas Aspa. and you know finnick always kind of being like you should be carried around uh you shouldn't be walking like you, you need to show your strength um where again, which we saw from the trailer was him saying, I want to rule on respect, not fear. Uh, so him said, like, and he said it, he said, no, I will not be like Jabba and Bib Fortuna. Um, I'm going to rule with respect and uh, make sure they know that, basically. Basically be a man of the people, not <clears throat> against the people. Right, exactly. Or over the people. Mm. Um, so I, in this episode, we got him to go to the, like, it was like a casino bar type thing. Um, which was cool. And obviously, uh, like the people have to give their tribute or tribute. I think it was, they called it, uh, like filling the hats full of gold and silver. Uh, and for Boba to walk out and leave and then get attacked by, um, I forgot what the, uh, what the, the night wind, I think it was. Yeah. If I have it correctly, I believe it was called the night wind. And, um, yeah, just as a group of assassins, unfortunately. But I believe they were called the Nightwing. Mm-hmm. And seeing those guys come out and those shields and uh, basically bigger um, cattle prods <laughs> like they had were yeah. intense. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed, obviously, he kept the uh, two, um, like, the pig guys. Again, I can't remember the species name right now. I can't either. Uh but keeps them as like he's like you, you were respected by your master and like you stayed um, committed to them even after they died. Like, are you going to give me that same respect? And they were like, yeah, fuck yeah. But then it was kind of weird because they like disappeared in that scene. Oh yeah, I had a little bit of a, a problem with that, and I'm like, here we go. We're going to do this already. We're yeah. gonna take these guys down, <laughs> and here they come out of nowhere, growling their asses down the street with their giant ass blades out. And yeah. Like, yeah, okay. And then, as you so lovingly pointed out, uh, Disney just showed a guy's throat get slit. Yeah. And we saw it, and then they moved on like they didn't just show do that. that. Yeah. yeah, it was intense. I guess I it's like, okay if sure. it's like a giant pig. Yeah. I mean, right, pigs can do that. They can slit people's throats, just yeah. not humans. Right. <laughs> just, Even uh, though they have human bodies. Yeah, it was very weird. But I enjoyed it. I was like, fuck yeah, if we're going this road, I'm behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then again, you know, Finnick following the two of them. And I love that Boba's like, you know, bring them to me alive. And I love the chasing and then her getting to both of them. And I was like, do it. Just You just need one. You just need one. Kill the other one. And she fucking does. And she fucking does. <laughs> she throws him off the rooftop and he definitely While never like around. moving her weapon. Yeah. Off the other yeah. Guy. He just kicks <laughs> he kicks him with her leg and like nothing moves but her leg just to kick him off. And I was like, fuck. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's who's on my side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, that is fucking brutal. Um, and then to have him, you know, 
Boba and Fennec are such a great team. Mm-hmm. And like the coolest team to watch they're because they're both good, respect, and they're a very good voice of reason for each other. Yeah, because if she wants to go off the rails or has an idea about how to do something, he's usually like, "Well, let's just wait and see," mm-hmm. or it's vice versa on that account. And, yeah, uh, she's like, "Well, how about you sit here and not kill anybody, and I'll go talk to them." Yeah, and it's, it's a very good balance between the two of them. Yeah, and I just like the respect out of it. Again, how you just said beforehand about Mandalorians. Uh, basically that Boba saved her life. So now that life needs to be repaid with her life. You know, um, that new given life is, is to him. And I think she truly believes in what he wants to do and, and what he wants to accomplish. Um, and you can just feel that coming off of both of them, uh, cause they do have that large respect for each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you picked the right actress for this. Um, or at least for her. I mean, you always knew it was going to be him coming back. But um, for her to play that character so well. And she did a great job in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of being that person to Phil Coulson. So I was like, it feels very much like that again. And I very like the dynamic. Uh, just because it reminds me of that show. Okay. So I thought it was really cool. And I mean, to have that as the first episode was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, that was uh, glorious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, as soon as I got home from work, I couldn't wait. I got right back because I, I think I had to bowl. I'd help you guys bowl, so... Oh, that's right, yeah. So I was like, oh, God, why? Chris, you're 40 minutes long. Pretty much, right? Yeah. But why do you keep stuttering a little bit? Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just some of the days that I had to bowl. Yep, always. So this was the week again. Yeah, yeah, because then all of a sudden we had Chapter 2, uh, The Tribes of Tatooine, and I loved this episode because it was mostly all Tusken Raider shit. It was all Tusken Raider shit. Like, the beginning was Boba interrogates the Nightwing assassin, throws him in the Rancor pit, and, like, watch this guy freak out. And you're like, as the viewer, it was funny because we're like, we already fucking know. The Rancor's fucking dead. (laughs) Luke killed that shit way back. (laughs) Like, that shit's over. It's been gone, dude. It's been gone. And, but a, a small part of me was like, did Bib get one? Yeah, is there a new one? Like that would be cool. And to not see it was like, ah, oh, that's a bummer, but it was a funny laugh of like him freaking out. But saying that the mayor was behind the assassination attempt. And I loved going to the mayor's office because I thought the mayor looks fucking rad. Oh yeah. Like it's a cool character. He has like this long neck with gills, but then has the speaker system inside of his gills. Uh, and then is voiced by Robert Rodriguez, who is running the show, um, which is really cool. I was like, that's fucking awesome. But I'm intrigued by this mayor character. I'm intrigued by, obviously, um, we're going to come up and see the twins, uh, Jabba's twins, or cousins, basically, who are twins. Because uh, we do see them this episode. This is the episode where we do see them. Right? Yes. the third one. No, it's this one. Uh Yeah. So it was in this one all of a sudden of, you know, the twins showing up and being like, uh, like, this land still belongs to us. Like, this belongs to Jabba. And so they're, like, trying to claim it in the hut name. Right. Yes. And Boba's like, go fuck yourself. Like, and that's when it becomes kind of a question of who sent the assassins because they said the mayor has no power. So you're like, who sent them? Was it Jabba's family? Is it the mayor? Is it some other kind of? syndicate so i like that we have again how i go to the godfather where it's all these families that yep. kind of right 
are around. You it's have territorial. Right. You have the Pikes. You have uh, the Huts. Then you have Boba's people. You have the mayor. Um, so it's very cool to be like, oh, who's like fucking over who right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, very good fellas. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, but then I loved going again. The rest of the episode was then just Tuscan Raiders. Mm. And it was fucking awesome. It was way cooler than what I ever thought Tuscan Raiders could have been. Yeah. Their only downside are Bantas. Right. <laughs> The slowest moving animal. <laughs> Not good in an emergency, which we will get to see. <laughs> yeah, right. Agreed. Uh, but I mean, him training with the uh, the woman, uh, Tuscan Raider. I know you were super stoked about that. Like just seeing that. And well, because I how think, cool like, that person looks. She looks cool, and the head chief looks cool. Like I loved. I always love the look of characters. They got to be visually appealing and the aesthetics got to be there for me to really get grabbed on. Yeah. And so they fucking nailed it with these guys. Um, and then to see this thing fight. Yeah. And Boba can't keep up, Yeah. even though he's stubborn as shit and he's all, I am doing it. Like, well, you're not, and that's why your sticks over there. You <laughs> shit, shut the fuck up and you listen to dumb me. Mother you dumb motherfucker. They gave you water, and for what? <laughs> so, in my eyes, you know, it's like this is they're more badass at this point than you are. Yeah. So listen, and I never, as a viewer or as a fan, I guess maybe if I read something, would have known that they were such warriors. But I had no idea. So this was. A big surprise and yeah. big excitement to me. Mm. No, and I fully agree. And watching how they struggle even out there in the desert because all of a sudden they talk about how uh, they all start freaking out, basically. And what it sounded like was the, um, uh, oh, my God, what was that thing called? Like the sandworm, basically, uh, that we saw in The Mandalorian. And that sounded like that. And I was like, oh, fuck, is there another one? Or is like this the same one from before? Mm-hmm. Um, and then notice that it was a train. Like there's just a train flying through the desert. And then fires on the Tusken Raiders all for no reason. Like yeah. unprovoked, they shoot at Tusken Raiders. Well, yeah, because they're, they're basically, uh, they got sniper rifles from that train. Yeah. Because they're a distance away. Mm. And they're just hitting motherfuckers. Yeah. Shooting Banthas, shooting Tusken Raiders. And um, I thought that it was cool because I was, as I was reading different things and then obviously listening to a couple of people who talk about these uh, shows, uh, that's like a playoff of like uh, when like we were taking over or, you know, um, like when we were taking over like native land from, you know, the Native Americans and everything. They were like, once they built trains, they would just shoot buffalo for fun. Like, just to do it for target practice out of a train. Uh, so they were like, it highly highlighted that that way that happened before. Oh, or that okay. way of living before. Got it. Uh, so again, it's like you're coming onto not your land and you're fucking with those people's um, world and life, basically. Uh, so I thought that was like a cool call to like real life that we had in history. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Boba to watch like the struggle that they're going through with this train and that this has been a constant thing that's happening, that Boba does what you figured he would do, which is like, I'm going to fucking stop the train. And he's like, give me tonight to like get some shit together. 
and then I will help you stop the train. And they're like, all right, you know. Mm-hmm. And him walking the desert with a gaffy stick and the rifle, basically, uh, the Tuscan Raider rifle, and going into that bar, I was like, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Bar scene. Yep. <laughs> bar yep. fight. Yep. Can't wait. What I thought was funny, too, that I, um, I'm not sure if you saw the Easter egg in this, but the two people that are in the bar drinking are Luke's friends from the original trilogy. Like, they're the peop- same people. Because that's the bar they would hang out on and tattooing. Like, what's her face and Tashi? Yeah. I was going to go to Tashi and get some power converters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's them. All right, cool. Yeah. Fantastic. And Thanks. I was like, oh, that's funny. That's good. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and how do we know this? How do we know this? Yeah. Uh, Eric Voss told me. <laughs> but, yeah, it was on a couple things. They're like, oh, they brought that back to to plug Luke Skywalker's friends. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So I was like, that's super funny. But I was so happy to see Boba go ham. On fucking people again. Oh, dude. Because we haven't seen it since Mandalorian. A group of bikers. Yeah. Yeah. And just wailing the shit out of everybody. Oh, easily. You know. And then just go has a drink. Yeah. (laughs) Takes a shot and he's like, that was cool. And then grabs all the speeders. (laughs) And drives them back to the Tusken Raiders side. Drives them back like they're cattle. Yeah, exactly. And this was our favorite moment. I'll let you talk about this. This was the funniest moment because this had no right being this (laughs) But like... It does because Star Wars has always been a cheesy fucking movie. Right. And George Lucas will tell you straight off it was never meant to be like a serious fucking thing. Yeah. But it wasn't meant to be a parody of nothing. Yeah. So he'll tell you. It wasn't you supposed it. to be the holiday special. It's chintzy. Uh, yeah. It's cheap. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> so Star Wars has never ever lost that part of themselves. I agree. So we got. The Boba Fett teaching a bunch of adults <laughs> how to ride a bike. Yeah. And <laughs> it goes as hilarious bad as you can. Yeah. I, <laughs> I loved every second of it from the first guy stepping onto it and going backwards first. Because <laughs> he looks so confident, like I got this. And then <laughs> right. just <Yeah>. <laughs> I also love when they try to tear up the bikes, and he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, these are mine, and then there's, like, a little bit of a pause, and then one more piece goes on. <laughs> like, it was, it was like children. It was watching children. They like, really learned was. How it to was so worth it. And I love them teaching, and, like, our favorite was the one guy jumping from one speeder. To the because next. that is a, I, you know, at first I was like, this is an odd skill. But also, I guess... You know, whether it's part of the plan or not, uh, it's a skill I guess we need to have in yeah. speed biking. Yeah. Because we've seen it have to be done, you know? Mm. Um, which doesn't look too tough as long as you're riding next to each other. Like, yeah. it should be fine. No. Yeah. We've all jumped before. Like, we usually know a distance we can jump. Yeah, and where to land. All right. Generally, you grab <laughs> onto something and you're fine. Uh, this gentleman. This <laughs> gentleman. Uh, decided to go on his first go and completely, like, whiff it, which I get. Sure. I'll take it. Um, That's fine. And then they go back to him where he lands on the side foot panel like he should and then begins to straddle said back seat, which he should. 
And then for no reason at all, decides to leapfrog off the back of the bunch. He just literally he flat backs the shit yeah. out of himself into the desert. <laughs> I'm like, there's no reason. But he had it. No reason. He, he was in the seat. He had it. He was in the seat. He had it. And he just throws his hands back and just, blah, and just throws himself backwards. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why did you keep this in? <laughs> Why did you keep this taken? Why did you want to put that in? Right. I need to know. Because this reason right here, we're talking about it. <laughs> it was the best, dude. It was It was the best. Those are the key moments of that training yeah. montage. Yeah. And as we get to see. It pays off. That train does roll back in. Oh, yeah. And they got trouble. Yeah. And now we're all experts at riding speed bikes. Hell, yeah, we are. Only took two days. <laughs> well, it's an 80s montage, man. Yeah. It took like 20 seconds. Yeah. But uh, this train scene was by far so well done. Super intense. And the only reason I say this is because the next episode, there was only one issue I had with it, which was how fast the racing happened. Or not the racing, but like the chase happened. It was so well done in episode two. That when you go in episode three and you see that chasing, it doesn't compare. Because episode three's chasing was terrible. That's my only complaint about it. But in this one, it was so fucking good. And so intense. They really gave you one of those up-close camera shots were there. I mean, you, oh, felt yeah. the, you could feel the power of the train oh, yeah. next to you. You could feel the intensity. How fast you were going that, through the, how the speed How heavy bikes. that fucking thing would have been yeah. falling into something. Like, you felt it. Yeah. And like I said, them riding up to it and, like, people coming out of the window and shooting at them, I felt every fucking, like, heightened instinct of, oh, my God, when I was watching it. And I, like I said, it was so well done and then had its quirky moments. But the badassery of it, of them going to looking at them on the speed bikes, then going to the conduct robot conductor, then going to the roof where a couple people are on there. Uh, then looking at the pike shooting at Like, it was so well done. And then finally for the female Tuscan to ram her shit. Oh, man. Into the train. Oh, solo acting through that window. Yeah. And just start dropping motherfuckers. Was fucking rad. Because you saw guys start to get sucked through windows. Yeah. Like, back into the train, I mean, because they're getting their ass whooped. And, and you could tell how fast it was, because when she threw somebody out, they hit the ground, and they were out of frame. It was gone. Mm-hmm. And so you just, again, would feel how fast everything's moving. Yeah. You know, those bodies hitting and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, absolutely. But she was basically the albeit of that scene. Oh, yeah. She everything, was the Keanu. Everything depended <laughs> on her. Yeah. yeah. You, she was the John Wick. You were the one. Yeah. She was the John Wick. She was the Neo. She was everything. And I just love the quirkiness of her, like, popping her head out, realizing there's mo- more guys. Head down. Guy disappears. Guy disappears. Like, it was fantastic. And then for them to destroy the train and, and stop it. Uh, and then we get to hear about spice running again, which is their drugs and everything. Uh, so I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, spice runners. Nice callback again. Uh, to kind of like the new trilogy that came out. Um, but then to finally be accepted to the Tuscan people and be like, you're one of us. Now here's a gecko that's going to climb into your fucking brain. 
I'm like, here you go. <laughs> they lost in the desert for you. <laughs> right. To bring back a fucking stick. Yeah. And that's weird because it's like, where is this fucking tree, man? Like, this gecko is the only one who knows where this tree is, mm-hmm. which is wild. And then for him to bring that tree branch and you're like, he's going to get his own fucking gaffy stick. And which he does, which was awesome. I loved, and I know you said it too, like watching him carve it down and put all of the pieces together, making it clean. And then even the imprints on the the fat head of it. So dope. It was so cool to watch that happen. And then for Boba to get wrapped up and look like one of them, you know, be in their ceremonial garb or garb, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, that's the perfect way. To, like, have them become part of this. And then you give me them doing, like, their dance around the fire. Oh, that was so cool. So fucking cool. That was so cool. To be like, we are one. We are all now one. And I was like, fuck, yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. This was awesome. That was really dope. It was a nice wrap-up. Yeah, and I think episode two has been my favorite by far um, of what's going on. Because it was so well done. Um, and I think that Tuscan Raider storyline just sucks you in of what it is. You know? Well, you like to see a badass too, like Boba Fett, have a heart and care. Oh yeah, and they do exactly that, and then some. Yeah. Plus, you get to see a side of the Tuscan Raiders you never seen, which is having a heart and caring for something, yeah. which is their own, but they care. Excuse me, they care about it, and it's cool to see them mm. have like we see them. Uh, stealing your shit off your speeder bike and stealing <laughs> your weapons and stealing your armor whatever they want to do you know yeah. and we get to see that side where they're looking out for each other they have families they're, mm. they're just trying to do their thing oh yeah definitely and you're like oh fuck like take the droid I don't care yeah <laughs> you know? yeah no I fully agree and like I said uh, as we've talked about it many times it's I love the new light you gave to this you know these people um, you made someone who was useless useful um, and gave it a whole new backstory, which I loved. Yeah, it made it interesting. Um, so going into Chapter 3, uh, this one was one of the slower episodes. Still great. I know a lot of people are shitting on it. And I'm like, I don't get it. There's a lot of story being told in here. And I don't fucking understand where you're going from. Yeah, I don't get it. Um but Star Wars fans are the worst part about Star Wars. Right. And then, so, whatever. But I did like this, basically, him recruiting, you know, like this gang, this Grease gang that, like, hangs out in the streets. Because um, they were, like, fucking with this guy who sold water at a high price, whatever. Yeah, Milton from right. Office Space. Right, exactly. And uh, <laughs> he stole my stapler. Yeah. Uh, but for Boba to be like, yeah, I can use these kids. And as we've talked about recently, of him creating this army of misfits, basically. Well, that, yeah. he, that he acquires in this episode, uh, this third episode, yes. Yeah. Which, again, I, as I said to you, when you look at the Mandalorians, at least most of what we got out of the Mandalorian, mm. of uh, some of these areas, they went in and rescued children mm. or people, the adolescents from terrible war bringings or genocides and raise them as their own so really the mandalorians have always been the mandalorian is a way of life yeah it's not a people yeah if you really want to look at that it's a way of life Mm. and they're all they've all been 
Exactly that. A yeah. motley crew of misfits, most likely, mm. or orphans and stuff, and they're thrown together. Yeah. And they make, I don't know, a pretty damn good man. <laughs> yeah. As, as they showed us in, in many iterations before. Right. Don't fuck with them, because, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll you fuck know what you I mean? Up. Yeah. So they... That's why I like this, is if he's going to take these these fuckers under his wing, I mean, they can only be better. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I loved that. I was like, okay, cool. He's get, like building his army and everything. And then we got one of the coolest scenes where all of a sudden he's in his tank, you know, healing up again. And all of a sudden it opens and black fucking Chrysanthemum comes in, who is the coolest Wookiee. Chew, Chewie, you stole my heart. But... <laughs> This Wookiee with black hair and the dreads and the gray undertones, the eyes, yeah. the eyes yeah. are frighteningly big and yeah. white. Like he yeah. literally looks like what I think an actual Sasquatch. Would be. <laughs> I agree, because he is fucking terrifying. He's terrifying. And to watch them fight in this room, the scene was yeah. terrifying. Yeah, because you're like, does. how can you compete? You are naked, and you're fighting a Wookiee. Like, there's not much you can do, man. I know, except get thrown around into all your machinery by a fucking Wookiee. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that did work was the gaffy stick. <laughs> like, that apparently gives more damage. It like, slowed him down. For yeah. Sure. He stabbed him in the leg. And right. Hit him a couple times. <laughs> and then he got thrown again. <laughs> but then you see the gang of misfit kids come in and basically save Boba's life, thankfully. Um, and then lead him into the throne room, uh, where then finally Fennec basically sends him down to the uh, the Rancor cage. Um, I did like that scene because all of a sudden he catches the edge to not fall the way down. And I loved Fennec just taking the butt of her gun, pulling out a blade, and then just whipping at his hand and making him drop. <laughs> and I was like, she's fucking badass. She's fucking badass. Like, she has something up her sleeve all the time. Uh, she's a Mexican. <laughs> she may look Asian, but she's Mexican at heart because she's got blades. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've ever heard of a ninja. Uh, it was, but some Asians would be very upset with you if you uh, if you just ignored that one. No, nah, they they can go s- race their cars in Fast and the Furious. It's fine. Uh, Tokyo Drift, just man. like that. Ortiz bitch. Or Rodriguez. Don't talk about Michelle Rodriguez. I am. You brought it up, man. Well, she was supposed to be dead and they brought her back. So isn't, isn't Vin Diesel one of yours too? <laughs> I think he's Puerto Rican, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, so that was fucking brutal to see that. And then finally we get uh, the twins coming back. Uh, Jabba's cousins who have very interesting news and mm. I can see their long game a mile away oh yeah definitely as soon as they come in and tell Boba we're leaving yeah and you should leave too because we have to some other syndicates coming on so like we're just going to avoid all trouble and war is bad for business yeah and they're like Tatooine's a wasteland it's not worth it Basically downplaying mm. the classic downplay. Any villain would ever do if yeah. they really actually wanted something. Yeah. I've done it to my brothers when I was little. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And I got what I told them was shitty. Cause... And then they give tribute by being like, you can keep Black Chrysanthemum 
And then we're going to give you this other gift. I like how you don't have to call him Black Chrysanthemum, but you call him Black Chrysanthemum. I know, but it's a cool name. I mean, is it on paper Black Chrysanthemum, or is it just Chrysanthemum? No, it's... I think in the comics he's called Black Chrysanthemum. Okay, I'll take that. Then. Yeah, I believe it is. Because it sounds cool. Yeah. There's, I, there's, the only reason I do it is because I keep hearing it when I listen to these other podcasts. Got it, okay. Yeah. I also just think... It's totally redundant to call him Black Chrysanthemum because when you see him, you're like, yeah, he's black. <laughs> the fur kind of covers that whole yeah. part of the name. But... We'll look it up after the episode. To make sure <laughs> this, okay? uh, way to call me out here. <laughs> I think it's funny. I know. But uh, they're like, keep him. And then we're also going to give you this. And it's a faraway shot. And as soon as you see it, man. Danny Trejo. <laughs> I mean, from far away, I did know it was him. I saw the hair and I was like... I did it. I saw this Is on Machete the, in Spaceman? I saw the on the close-up arrival of our surprise, I noticed that they split the screen big time to show the fact that Danny Trejo was, in fact, driving... They showed the Danny carrier. Trejo more than the ramped core in that, that close-up. Yeah, again... You're like, oh, here's Danny Trejo, but and then we'll cut to a different scene. Like, yeah. Is Danny Trejo in space? Am I supposed to care about the driver of this rap yeah. thing? And you're like, is Machete back? Is Vin Machete in space? Because that was supposed to be the third movie. <laughs> well, now this is. It is, yeah. Uh, he did make a tweet about it. He's made a picture, and he's like, Machete finally made it to space. And I was like, Jesus Christ. But I love this scene of him explaining the Rancor and how they're actually loving creatures and they imprint on the first human they see and they're actually, they can get depressed <laughs> and like, they're just big babies, basically, is what he said. Uh, right. Which is hard to believe. Yeah. Because they're ginormous creatures. They look hideous. Yeah. They're gross. And for Boba to finally be like the first one, it's the first person he sees and pets it and everything. Uh, but even when he left, Danny Trejo just made that comment of like, don't worry, he'll be back soon enough. And I was like, is he a bad guy or is he just like, is that just him? Danny Trejo was also saying that they imprint on the first human they see. However, I'm not buying it that that's the first human this thing saw. That could be possible and too. And I'm also thinking where he was like, yes, they are very intelligent creatures and could be very well trained. If Danny Trejo's character knows so much about the fucking Rancors and how to fucking train them, don't you think that he's already ahead of the game with this Rancor? I Possibly. mean, that's yeah. why, because like I had that, It feels weird. Because I had that inkling like you did, whereas like when Bulba left, just the way Trejo looks down yeah. for that camera angle, and you're like, ah, I've seen that look yeah. so many times off of It's shady. Back. It's shisty as fuck. It's shisty. And you got a Rancor on your side? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. So I'm like, are you just like. Getting it inside the building, you know, I basically. I kept Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he lets him go. And then he just runs off. Dude, that's so funny how he runs off. I, I was <laughs> like, okay. Like, in a no direction. Yeah, yeah. He just runs off. Like, yeah, you're, like, <laughs> you're like, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> wow, they really left you with nothing. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for coming out. We'll Thanks. see you later. No, feelings, <laughs> just business. He's like, so, but you, uh, you gotta. Okay. okay, you're gone. Oh, he's in a full-on sprint because I saw <laughs> that you were you had that meal. Before, but I guess I'll just go, and you'll finish all that food. <laughs> 
But then we get the great scene of, or the mediocre scene, I should say, of them trying to get to the mayor, and the mayor's aide, like, runs away in a vehicle. This fucking guy. I know. This fucking guy <laughs> is played beautifully by the it character. Is. Yeah. I, love, I love the character. But this fucking guy... Has never, I don't think, ever had anything bad happen to him for the way he treats people and talks his way out of stuff. Yeah. It's never happened. Oh, he's got a silver tongue. You know, he talks people out of everything. He's like, oh, no, this isn't here. Or, like, you got to do this because, you know, he just has that way about him. I know. I hate it. He's like a Joseph or a Josiah Trelawney from Red Dead Redemption 2. That's exactly who he is. He's like, I'm the silver tongue. I have nothing to my name. But I work for some powerful people, and I'm going to use that. Yep, yep. And as soon as he can't do it with Boba, he's like, I'm the fuck out of here. Yep, yep. <laughs> and basically the band of misfits chase him down. Like I said, it was just a weird... Don't you mean the Space Power Rangers? The Space Power <laughs> Very true. All their bikes The are. tattooing Power Rangers? <laughs> yeah, because they are all robotic. And, and awfully new looking. And yeah. Shiny red, yeah. yellow, green. Well, they probably fixed it up at Boba's place, man. <laughs> they went to a car wash. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a weird scene. Um, so like bypassing, it was cool for the callbacks. There were cool callbacks, like the robot that is carrying like the two guys in the chassis thing. That was the robot who was carrying Anakin and Leia when they were on Tatooine, when they were in that. Um, there was also the robot that uh, Luke and Uncle Ben were going to buy before they got R2-D2. Okay, like that well, was yep, right, yep. uh, There were also callbacks to The Mandalorian with the um, the frizzy-haired lady. Yeah, she was in there. Oh, I didn't notice her, but I noticed the droid. Yeah. There was a faraway scene where you see her. And... Um, so yeah, I was like, whatever. Uh, but then you had this weird scene, and I was like, okay, it's fine, whatever, you know. And basically, finding out that the mayor has hired the Pikes to like take over the city, basically. Um, and I thought that was cool. I was like, all right, now we're going to war with these Pike people or the fish people, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Boba fucking hates them. And the reason he hates them is because I saved this for last because we need to have our breakdown of what this is. Is that when Boba leaves to go handle basically the Pike uh, people before when he was with the Tuscans of saying that's their land you have to pay tribute to them like uh, if you try to cross their lands you need to get acceptance like you have to you need to toll you need to toll them and while he has this conversation basically the Pikes are like well you know we're we're got these other guys we're paying and he's like well they're not going to be a fucking issue so make sure of it you know. And as he shows up back, um, obviously we see the smoke. And I think we had a pretty good idea once you saw the smoke of what was happening. Yeah, kind of saw that same. And I was like, Uncle Ben and Avru's house. Yeah, I was like, maybe, maybe they just got attacked really bad. But no, I mean, like everyone was dead. They were an They we were no more. And for him to give him the funeral, basically throwing him on the fire pit, and you know. Sending them to how they get sent out, basically. Um, there was there was one gaffy stick that and one person I didn't see in that fire, which was the female Tuscan Raider. 
And a couple other people noticed that as well, that she didn't get seen. Like, we saw the chief's stick, like his stick, get thrown into the fire, but not hers and not her. So hopefully, God willing, that she's still alive. Maybe she made it out. Where does the Tuscan Raider hide? Other than the desert. Maybe the dog buried a hole and then they jumped in the hole. I could see that being plausible. You know? <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> but it was uh, so emotional, man. destroying. Yeah. I was so it was sad. pissed. Just everything you everything you gave us. Yeah. You just took it the fuck away. They giveth and they, they take it away. It was it was terrible. Um but again, man, I've been enjoying the show so fucking much. I can't wait to see the next three because I think then we're done. I think it's only six episodes this season. Yeah, I don't think it's the long one. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how this turns out, where this all goes, and probably the mind-blowing shit we're going to see because uh, we're halfway through. So these next three episodes of them going to war with the Pikes is going to be fucking wild. Oh, my God. I can't wait, dude. I can't fucking wait because this is going to be such an all-out because, you know, Boba's got to reach out to somebody for some help. He can't just get yeah. all them pikes. Like also, me. Bill Burr comes back. <laughs> Man, that'd be nuts. <laughs> that'd be nuts. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it, man. But that was our synopsis of the first three chapters. Can't wait to talk about the next three. John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Yeah. You, you, you can do anything you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Touch all of it. Yeah. Touch me. And that's it. Thanks for joining Cardinals <laughs> Comics. We'll see you guys later. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>